everyone, and welcome to the Raw Raw Beauty Podcast. I am your Raw Raw and your host, Tweet Dip. And today I am with my guest, Jennifer Christensen. So she's got a fun story. I mean, she was the first runner up for Miss Illinois. She was a recipient of the Humanitarian Award. She has a degree in psychology from the University of, of Michigan. What I also learned about you is that you wrote a, a book called Real that was based on uh, Facebook post and you wanted to help others get their voices out and now you are the founder of a new beauty tech app that we're so excited about called Face Trace Beauty and you are a single mom so I mean that's like I feel like you have like three jobs in one thank you so much for joining us today thank you for what's the weather like in Chicago you're in Chicago you said right so cold and we had little league today and I had on so many layers and in fact um, one of the moms was she was trying to dress up super cute and I said why and she said well I thought I was gonna see a lot of people I said let me tell you you are allowed to have many parts to you okay you need to be warm and you need to be healthy so that you can be mom and that's something that I learned a lot along the way which really inspired me founding face trace was just learning to be comfortable in where you are and what you need to do in your life I'm going to make you jealous because the weather is it, it's so warm in California right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm in shorts. I'm in a little shorts. 40 suit. degrees today. 40 degrees. All right. So let's talk about this. Like you, I love your last two posts on Instagram. So you were talking, you know, I told a girlfriend of mine who, a couple girlfriends that are mothers, and I told them about your story. I told you about how you're founding this new face, this, this app. Um, and so I want you to later on tell me a little bit more about this app, but what I want to talk about is this, is that it's tough being a mother. I'm not a mother and I don't know if I want to do it. I'm like, I want to, I'll be an aunt and I'll stay an aunt. You can give me your kids and I'll give them back when they're crying. But I really, you're my heroes. I don't know how you do it. And so I think going into Mother's Day too, I think a lot of women, re when they think of self-care, they see it as an overindulgent, that they don't deserve it, that they don't have time for it. And what I want you to speak to right now is you know, you're a mother yourself. So what, let's start off with this. What was your inspiration for starting Face Trace Beauty? Tell them a little bit about the app and the inspiration behind Face Trace Beauty. Mm -hmm. Well, I think, you know, just starting from a little girl and becoming a woman, it's our relationships with, with friends, other women. Um, it's our experience going into our careers. And then as we change and evolve and grow in life, I think motherhood was a driving force that um, allowed me to found Face Trace because what I learned from that was how many pressures all women face in our lives at different stages and ages and different experience. And I think what society tells us to do is be perfect, look a certain way, um, you can have it all. And what they never tell us to do is take care of yourself and that it's okay to nurture yourself. It's okay to practice self-care. It's okay to give yourself grace. And if you're not doing it all, you know, it feels like we're not doing enough. Um, and then therefore we are not worthy. And so what I wanted women to have was a solution that really empowered them to know that you are more than enough and um, take care of you and take care of you first. What would you, what was your opening, your eye opening moment that you're like, okay, there's like something that needs to be put out there for women. Like you were a mother yourself and you, you went through some challenges and tell us a little bit about your, your journey and what even got you here in the, the first place. Like what are some challenges that you face that have led you to be who you are and to embrace who you are fully? Yeah. 
Well, thank you so much. That's very nice of you. Um, you know, we'll start with my pregnancy. When I was pregnant, I had an illness called hyperemesis. It's very rare, one to 2% of women get it. And I was very sick and it can take your life. Um, a lot of people, a lot of women end up doing what is referred to as a therapeutic abortion because the pregnancy is so miserable and it starts really from when you conceive until you deliver. And um, I was hospitalized very frequently, probably weekly. Um, I couldn't really eat food. And when you are in a position of learning how to survive, you appreciate life differently. And so every day I would just thank God that I was still sick because it showed me that I was still living and that my baby still had another chance. And um, what that experience taught me was how to value life and health and how to let gratitude um, be the leading driver of my life. So now every day I wake up and I am thankful. I am just thankful. Am I healthy? Okay, good. That's it. And knowing that I can overcome things and overcome them in a way where um, it can be the worst of the worst, uh, that's where I derive my confidence. And so I think we send the message to women that your confidence has to come from what's exterior, but it's really inside and you have to have purpose. And if you don't have that purpose attached to it, it doesn't mean as much. And you really have to believe in you and find your value from um, trusting yourself to overcome. You know what though, but being, being a mother is, is a lot of work. What would you say to, and I have many friends that are mothers and they're like, Twee, I don't have time. I, I just don't have time. What would you say for that woman that is a single mother and is saying, I, I don't have time. I just don't. Mm -hmm. So I learned that self-care is not, you know, a massage or luxury. It doesn't have to be all those things. It can be a moment of silence, a moment of rest. You know, um, I remember someone told me, you should try meditation even for just a minute. And I was like, are you insane? I don't have time to sit still. It's never quiet. I had 30 text messages in that one minute, you know, um, but, but it's true. It's doing, it's making choices that energize you, that make you feel creative, that inspire you. Um, anything that takes your energy away, learn how to say no. Self-care is learning how to say no. Um, doing what brings you further in your life and in your day and in your energy. That's all self-care. And when you start to make those small choices, your confidence, um, your growth all accelerate. You know what I love you said, you said a second ago is when you were going through this difficult pregnancy, you, you had this, you were, you were kind of like awakened and you talked about gratitude and having gratitude in all forms. Like what I'm going to say is oftentimes when we look at Instagram, when we look at Facebook, when we look at, you know, uh, social media, you're in constant comparison with other people. And sometimes I think the beauty industry can drive a lot of insecurities. What are your, what are your thoughts on that? Like you, I work for, I've worked for many luxury brands in my entire life and they're, what would you say to that person that says to you, well, you know, creating this, this, this face app and this face beauty, is that contradictory of helping someone's inner beauty? How would you explain that to someone that's like, you're causing more insecurities? Yeah. So our actual tagline for face trace is beauty is you, no comparison. And the meaning behind that is, you know, I recognize that women are constantly comparing themselves on social media and they're looking at 
photoshopped images and you know the apps that are out there are all based on editing your image and so what kind of you know, push the needle in inspiring me to found this company was I remember I was doing my makeup in the house, I get in the car, God said, let there be light. And I looked in the mirror and I was like, oh my God, what happened to my face? <laughs> You're and like, where's the light? Yeah, and so in that moment <laughs> I realized, you know what, um, this is why women are, are editing and Photoshopping their, their pictures. And then I went on to my meeting and I wasn't feeling as confident and I said, Women need a solution that is convenient, that helps them to look and feel their best and empowers them in real life when they walk down the street, not just behind an image. And on top of that, you know, sending the message to women that we are empowering you for what makes you unique. And that's where you get your power, your unique face, your unique skin, your unique eyes, your hair, whatever it is, but also what's inside. And when you're deriving your confidence from inside and on what makes you unique, you realize that you don't have to compare yourself to any, anyone else. And what brings us together as women is that, you know, we can all look different or we can all have assumptions and perceptions of other people. But what brings us together is that we all have a journey and you never really know what's in that journey from a photo or until you talk to someone and until that's revealed. And then furthermore, you know, beauty, in my opinion, is a feeling. It's how you feel. And we feel different at different times of the day and at different periods of our life. And so my objective is to sort of take away that defining attribute of what beauty is and more so remove that pressure and tell women it's going to constantly change the goalpost continues to move so don't put that pressure on yourself embrace who you are and own it and then you're going to feel much better and as a result you're going to look better i'm with you it's like owning your beauty on every level and i would say that when you appreciate life and you switch your mindset to because i deserve it because i'm going to be the best version of myself and not the watered down version that that's what it's about it's like even if you do it it's hard to build habits i would say so even if you're starting off with habit of getting dressed in the morning or even putting on a, a splash of makeup in the morning and seeing what your skin potentially could look like or what your eyes could potentially look like I would say that it's about enhancing your features as well. Like, I don't know if you know this, but I, I mean, I got my start, I'm in the corporate world now, but I got my start on the beauty floor. And what I realized, and the reason what I, what I loved about beauty so much is I truly did feel like when I was a makeup artist, I felt that every woman had something beautiful about herself, whether it was her eyes, her nose, her cheekbones, her lips. And anytime I told a woman like, oh my, like your cheekbones are beautiful. This is how we can enhance them. This is how we can bring them forward and so forth and so on. This is how we can balance out the face. They always looked at me like I was crazy. Like they have never been told they were beautiful. So what stood out to me is you mentioned in our last call, you were like, what was it? 3% of women are told that they're beautiful. What was it? Uh, 4% 4, 4 of women in the entire world find themselves to be beautiful. But you said something really interesting. You know, it's hard to get up in the morning. And all of us, we get up every day seizing the day. And you have to find beauty in that. Because sometimes it, it is difficult to wake up. But the fact that you get up and you go for it, show up for you. And, you know, there's things that we are willing to do for other people that we don't do for ourselves. The way you would go and embrace your child or a friend, look at yourself, look inside of yourself and say, no girlfriend, I'm gonna pick you up today. Here I am, you know? And that matters, that makes such a difference in, in how we feel about ourselves. I love that you're doing that with this app. So I've already told a couple of women there and they are excited to know the launch date of this app. It's so smart. Can you, can you give us a premise of what, 
how, how this app works. So how the app works is it's a real life, uh, real life interactive tutorial and you look into the phone and it will scan your face shape, your eye shape, your skin tone, your hair and your eye color. And then based on that, we are going to curate looks for you that you can browse. You'll try them on um, with augmented reality and then you will customize your look on how you want it to be. And then it will allow you to trace your makeup on your face with an interactive tutorial. It will talk to you step-by-step step through the process and show you how to complete the look. And then we also have um, options on there to create your own look, you know, so that you can customize it for your lifestyle. Maybe you don't want to do a whole face full of makeup. Maybe you only want to know how to fill in your brows and run out the door or contour and highlight. So there's opportunities to create, um, you know, with the most extreme looks to the most simple, something for everybody broken down into lifestyle, five minute makeup to glam. We have something for all ages, all lifestyles, um, all skin tones, all eye shapes. And it's really exciting. I love that. I mean, literally it's your own face that you're looking at. So it's not like you're taking a Kim Kardashian's image and trying to transplant it on your face. No, so this, this is very empowering. Prepared not comparing, not editing. And you know what, and that being said, we're human as women. And naturally we're going to, you know, look and compare. You know, actually I saw something the other day um, that I thought was really interesting and it was about jealousy and envy. And they said that some women never in their life experienced those feelings. And honestly, I have to say I was probably one of them those are learned behaviors. So somewhere we learned that from a mother, a friend, a family member really young. And if we can, you know, tell women that you don't have to do those things and you love who you are and um, also be honest with them that if you have those feelings, it's probably natural for you and your experiences, but you can take yourself out of that. It's a choice and turn the light back on you. Have that self-awareness, catch yourself in those moments, and then use that energy to empower your, yourself. I, what I would say too, is it actually makes you uglier. It kind of does. Like if you, I feel here's, here's what I love about you too. And this is why I invited you on. Like you and I don't, don't even really know each other that well, but I knew upon first meeting you, there was something about your energy where I was like, oh, she embodies both. Like that's, it's rare and we need more of that in this world where women are cheering each other on and you and I were like commenting back and forth on each other's Instagram and I was like, oh, I like her. And she, and it was there, it was very sincere and it was very genuine and I don't give compliments easy, just saying. <laughs> so, so, you know, what I'm going to say is we do, we, I, I feel bad for the young girls today. It's like, imagine if we grew up in our twenties or in our teenage years and there was Instagram where the society teaches you to compare. And the reality is once you start comparing, you almost build like a, a bitter interior. It shows on the face. Like I am not joking. It shows up on the face and it, there's like now studies of what you think and the energy that you build in your body starts to show up on your face and it ages you quicker. When you stop yourself to say, how can I do it for myself? How do I, how do I step back into making myself feel more empowered so that I'm, I don't have to compare? Like they don't know your story either. They don't know that you were a psych degree and that you didn't just, you, like someone entered you into Miss Illinois, correct? Right. And that when you were younger, you actually were kind of bullied and you were teased because you were, you had to downplay your beauty. Yeah. You know, and what those experiences taught me was empathy. And so what 
I think is really important is that when we start to see other women as somebody that we can feel for and relate to other women, when you think about your own journey and your own challenges, you can then celebrate each other, support each other, cheer each other on. So, you know, instead of saying, oh, wow, her eyelashes are so long. I don't have that. And you know, you know what? She probably has no problems in life. I don't know. I just am being hypothetical here. It's like, wow, you look beautiful. Where'd you, you know, where'd you get that? And then, you know, think about something of yourself that you can compliment in turn or, you know, go and learn, be willing to learn from each other, celebrate each other and, and find your value in your character. You know, more importantly is that people are going to criticize you and make you feel bad in life. That is going to happen. We can guarantee it, but you have to set the definition of who you are. That is the one thing that you have to be solid on. And that has to start with your person because your looks are going to change. And that's what I would tell 20 year olds. Know your value comes from your character because you will change Don't very quickly. So much on your looks. It's great. It'll get you in the door, but it won't, fully keep you there. So there are other things that it you can do. So you, either. It won't yeah, make you it will not make you happy. There's a, there is something about taking ownership. And, you know, my question to you is when did you start realizing early on, like you got this award for the, the you were the, the recipient of the humanitarian award. What was your first when did you start partaking in humanitarian acts and what did it, what did it reveal to you? So speaking of, you know, you said a second ago is this idea of, of giving and complimenting and sharing light with the world. I started that really young. I would say around seventh grade. Um, my intention was to be a doctor. I was going to be a neurosurgeon. And um, I immediately began volunteering in hospitals. And um, I, I was volunteering at homeless shelters and doing mentorship roles and things like that. So by the time I graduated high school, I had probably over a thousand volunteer hours under my belt. And when I went into college at the University of Michigan, I continued doing those things. Um, and then it was the interplay of social media. So I was a freshman at U of M in 2004 and Facebook came out and I really discovered that I had this platform to use my voice. And I decided that I wanted to go into the media, which would allow me to reach more people and have more opportunities to be involved in the community. And I took this leap of faith and said, you know what? I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do this anymore. And I'm going to go down this other path. And so I um, embarked into the media and went and did that. And eventually when uh, a friend signed me up for Illinois by virtue of all that I was involved in in the community, um, I said, no, 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 that's not for me. And um, when I was called by the organization that, you know, confirmed the invitation and said, we would love for you to do this. Um, they said, I, you know, I was 26 at the time and they said, well, honey, you're going to age out. This is your last opportunity. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't like that. So I went and did it. And what I learned from the experience is I was standing on the stage and everyone else was looking at me in a bathing suit and in a ball gown and, and, you know, assessing my outside. But I was so proud because I worked so hard and I felt good because of what I had done for others and for myself but also because I did something outside of my comfort zone and it taught me how to go for it. And what now when I'm in a position where I feel uncomfortable, that's my cue to go for it. That means you have to do it. And um, I'm proud of Jennifer. And it is this barrier um, of what people can stop me from achieving or attempting to pursue. And it shows you your grit too, but you're, you just said something that 
that really was like a moment. And I, I would say the same for, for anyone listening in right now is that it is about those challenges and it is about overcoming and it is about challenging yourself or overcoming. You can't grow without uncomfort or being uncomfortable, right? So in that discomfort is where your dreams happen. In the discomfort is where your improvement and your growth and your beauty happens. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, a hundred percent. And the thing is, you know, you can sit there and try to uncover why is this happening? Should I do it? Should I not? But the truth is you may not discover the reason until years later, you know, and um, those lessons take you through every single part of your life. So be bold, you know, have faith in yourself, believe in yourself, believe in your capability. Um, just, but just by what's inside, it really makes the difference. You know, I said, I was just laughing with my son right before this. Um, I was telling him, buddy, you got to believe in you, but you have to believe in you more than mommy believes in you. You have to believe in you more than anybody else believes in you because people will tell you no. They will tell you that you can't. And you have to stand up and say, watch me. <laughs> That'll be your reason to say, watch me. I am going to do it, right? Yeah, but also making the decision that it's not about watch me. It's, it's, it's about you knowing that you did it, you know, um, and that's important to know. And that's you owning it. That is, no one can take that away from you once you take the responsibility to get up and change and to make those small movements to change. So something as simple as putting on your makeup in the morning and feeling, you said a second ago, it is about the way you, you feel. And as women, that's our power is we have the ability to feel and to get others around us to feel the same, but that's where empowerment happens. Like I, I don't understand women who break other women down. Like what, what are the, what's the point of that? And you end up living life just completely lonely and miserable. And it's just, well, I think there's a tone when it comes to beauty that it's centered on vanity. And I think that we can break through that and um, centered around self care and self appreciation and even health and wellness. Um, you know, it's okay to take care of yourself. You don't have to feel guilty for it. It doesn't mean you think you're better than anyone else. And you, it is also okay to not wear makeup today. It's okay to wear a ball gown to the basketball game. Whatever makes you feel good, do it. And I think we have to empower women to make those choices for what works for them. You know, there's studies, there's one called the lipstick effect and um, Harvard did this study and it shows that women who wore lipstick felt more confident and in fact, their cognitive abilities increased. So it's that whatever energizes you and allows you to perform and feel good, do that, make that choice and don't feel guilty about it because somebody is doing something else to make them feel that way. So if this is your thing, knock yourself out, girlfriend. <laughs> you're to dress the part and look the part you take more ownership like there they did a study on on children who were five and they were like okay you have about you have 20 minutes they were five and they, their challenge was they were given a bunch of keys to unlock some doors the first group they didn't have any uniforms or anything they were just told to to go 
The second group, however, they were given superhero costumes and they said, listen, pick your, your favorite superhero, pretend to be that superhero. And what they found is a second group that put on the outfit that stepped into the superhero role, role, they were able to unlock and they were able to solve the puzzle a lot quicker. But I'd say just as, as humans, if we can see ourselves in a certain way and if we can step into the best version of, of what God gave us, what the universe gave us in terms of face, body, and your own, you do walk through life so much more powerful. That is it's insane. So, you know, again, your, your, your app is incredible. But what I'd also say too, is like, did you ever go through a moment through life? And I would say, like, I feel like a lot of mothers go through this and, and especially us being in our forties, right? Like where you have, suddenly you have this moment of insecurity when a young girl walks in, or you have this moment where you're like, Oh my God, like, I swear I, I used to look a certain way, or I swear I used to be this, or like, what would you say to someone who, you know, is, is going through motherhood right now? And they just, you know, along the way they were going, 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 and, and they just kind of forgot about themselves. Like, how do they, how do they get back and how do they not compare, you know, how do they not compare themselves to what they used to be? And of course, to what society is telling them, this is what it's supposed to look like. Right. I think somebody who's fully immersed in motherhood, it starts with, um, knowing that it's okay to practice self-care that's one give yourself permission allow yourself to have grace and um you know when you're sort of a little further down that motherhood journey i would say just own it you know own exactly where you are look at how far you've come and say i made it and feel good about it you can stand up today and you wake up today you made it through something and if you got through birth, I mean, my God, <laughs> if you keep birth to a human, that is something. Life is hard. <laughs> and, you know, your value, it, it's also important to know that as, as a mother, your identity is more than mom, right? And we, we tell you that it's supposed to be, you know, all about your child. And guess what? I am guilty of that. And I crashed and burned. And it's, you know, what helped inspire me to um, found this company. You know, I was led to believe and taught that if I made any decision that was relative to me, that um, how dare I, basically. And, you know, and I'm still guilty for um, making decisions like that, where, you know, everything is about me and I am last and I am running on fumes and um, it impacts your health. And at the end of the day, you know, you want to live for those kids. And you want to show your children how to take care of you because they're gonna they're gonna um, need to do that one day. <laughs> so all of these things, keep it in mind. You know, we're gonna take care of mommy today. We're gonna do do what we need to for you, but we're also gonna do this. Um, and that's easier said than done. So I'm still learning. I mean, what is that that saying that they tell you on that the when you get on an airplane, they say put on your oxygen mask first before you put on others. I completely agree. 100%. If you empty out your fuel, how do you give back to others? So you've got to, it's got to start from this self-loving place. Absolutely. What do you do for self-care? And, you know, you were saying there came a point where you were going, 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 and you, you drained yourself and you kind of woke up and how did you start your self-care journey? And what, what, what are some things you do today? What are your practices and what are your habits in the morning? You know, my self-care journey honestly started with, um, I got a good therapist who taught me about self-care. And um, I really had to follow the journey backwards 
to childhood of, you know, I wasn't given permission as a child to really love myself. You know, it was, you can't do that. You have to be so focused on school or responsibilities or whatever I needed to do. Um, and I learned that confidence um, and self-care is not vanity. It's not selfish. It's none of those things. So that started first, self-talk. Um, and then I learned the importance of just having a healthy body, you know, allowing yourself to take that, even if it's five minutes to get, do some kind of exercise, move your body, go for a walk. Um, and it evolved into, you know, uh, embarking upon goals that would make me proud. And that was founding my company. And so the reason I want to empower confidence is in women is to inspire them to have that confidence to do great things that they never could imagine that they would do. Um, but honestly, my self-care now really comes from applying my makeup. It like gets me excited. I feel, you know, good. I feel energized. I feel creative and artistic. I'm trying new colors. It's, it's like painting, you know, if, if self-care is, um, you know, painting for you or something artistic, maybe makeup could be your thing, you know, and it doesn't have to be perfect, right? There are artists who do certain things in our lives and we don't need to compare to them. It's just whatever makes us feel good, an outlet to create, express. You know what I'm going to say to this too? What I love about your app is this, is that, you know, there, we live in an era where, you know, people are just face apping everything. They're face tuning, they're whatever, you know, apps are using. And then you look at them in real life and you're like, damn girl, <laughs> that looks nothing like you. So the idea of your app is just the enhancement of what they look like. And let's be honest, there's not one person I know that doesn't want to take a good picture, but there's empowerment that comes into play when you look like that picture you took. You don't look like something else, you know? And it's like these, we live in an era where it's like, oh my God, there's, um, there's disillusion. Yeah, and this we'll dissolution creates more insecurities. So it's like, it's if you could be- and filters give, send us a message that we're too, not good enough. Right. And I think, you know, there's nothing wrong with makeup because how I see makeup is, is really meant to be an enhancement of your features. It's supposed to bring out the color of your eyes, the color of your complexion, your lips, your cheekbones. And, it's, and if it can come from a standpoint of, of enhancing your, your beauty and your natural beauty, and why not? Like, I don't see anything wrong with- the expansion of beauty in both worlds. It, that, I love that about your app. Your app is it makes them look real in real life. It's not you know restructuring and you're not restructuring anything. You are just enhancing. Right, and I, I want women to be proud of themselves when they look in the mirror and when they walk down the street. And so, you know, I always say it's great to be confident behind screen, but it's better to be confident walking down the street. And, you know, I've heard women tell me after using beauty apps for so long, they forgot what they look like in real life. <laughs> you know, they're so focused on looking at their picture online, they don't even remember what they look like. Um, but you know what, we, it's also important to say, if you end up, if you choose to use filters and beauty apps and you're editing your photos, do it because you're having fun. You know, don't do it because you're not good enough. And um, we're, nobody is going to be judged for any of their choices. You are as valuable as beautiful if you do it, if you don't. But just know that inside and do what you can to feel your most confident walking down the street. That's important. And it's a huge differentiator um, for your life. Well, I think we want to talk about inclusivity, too. Um, you know, when women are watching these makeup tutorials, 
um, they're not just comparing themselves to photos, but they're comparing themselves to faces that don't represent their own ethnically or um, from an age standpoint. And so they're following makeup tips for eye shapes that aren't the same as theirs or face shapes that aren't the same as theirs. They're not getting a good makeup result. And they're also, you know, subconsciously learning who is beautiful and that may not match them. And, you know, having the opportunity to have a beauty tool that is all about your own face and features is really important to empower women to say, beauty is you. So everybody's gonna have this own app. They're gonna make themselves as beautiful as they wanna be, as comfortable as they wanna be, and they don't have to compare to anyone else. Yes, girl, I'm like, put a check mark on that. <laughs> That's like, it's so empowering for women all over the world. Like, are you, is this app, going to be available internationally yeah, and so give us a sneak peek. Yeah, I'm super excited. We will be going to market this May. So in the next couple weeks, we'll have our first version ready. I have a group um, of testers. It's going to be in the U.S. to start on iPhones, um, but is absolutely going to be international. Um, and I would say maybe in the next month or two, we have to see how we do do here in the U.S. But definitely an international opportunity for women. And I'm so excited for everyone to have it. I'm excited too. You know, one more thing I actually want to talk about. If I'm thinking about, you said that when you first started your journey to, you know, self-care after you were just, you kind of got, you, you were busy, you know, of course, setting priorities to take care of your son as you were a single mother and so forth and so on. And, and you had this moment where you're like, okay, I want to, I want to be happy again, or I want to feel myself again. And you, I see a therapist too. I think it's so necessary to take care of uh, the brain health and that can actually make you more beautiful as well. Like, what were what were some 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 habits that you picked up each and every day? So you said on top of you know the the therapy you do to make sure that your 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 mind is in place and that you you're 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 practicing mindset and what have you. Like what do you what are some habits that you that you've picked up during 2020? Because let's face it, I think 2020 was a year that we were forced to go inside. We were we were forced to to uncover the things that we didn't like, the things that we loved, and actually even embrace the things that we didn't like, right? And that's where self-love starts. Where did you, what are some things that you picked up and what, what kind of habits did you have to create in order to keep on the path of self-care that even led you to face trace? Yeah, personally for me, um, prayer, that's how I start and end my days. Um, so that, that is um, big and most important for me. Um, and then, as I mentioned, gratitude. So I am mindful of that every morning when I wake up. And um, time management is really important. And um, I also had to learn in this year because it was so hard, so hard as a single mom. You know, I was sick with COVID back in March for 22 days and my son was home and he's e-learning and I'm in the process of doing a capital raise for my company. And I remember I was in the emergency room on Skype with my developers, um, you know, so sick because I had to get it done and I couldn't even stay in the hospital because I had to get back to my child, you know? Um, and so I lost it a lot and understanding that I'm human, right? And I, I have to give myself grace and it's okay to have compassion for ourselves. And when you pay attention to your body, this is an important one, um, pay attention to what your body is telling you. When you start to feel that you're just getting too tense and you're just going, 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 you have to tell yourself to stop. 
You have to say no more calls, no more texts, even if it's for two minutes, you have to stop. I can't talk right now. I will call you back. And there have been times with my team where it's gotten so chaotic in startup mode and with a child in the mix where I have to say, I'm done, I'm, I'm done. And, and that's for me, it's not to anyone else. It's my cue that I have hit my limit and I need to be healthy. And then I will come right back, just a minute and I will come right back. So you said a second ago is, is putting a pause on things and knowing when to say no, setting boundaries, practicing you know, mindset, um, and anything else that you had to, is there anything you had to unlearn? Yes, I had to unlearn a lot of things. <laughs> and um, I had to unlearn, you know, honestly, starting with self-care, I had to unlearn that, um, that, let's say, let's not even start with unlearn. Let's say I had to learn that it was okay to love me. And now I might cry. <laughs> you know, I had to, um, I had to learn that um, I could go inside and see that little girl who needed me to show up and um, make decisions to take care of her. And that's what this company is about, giving women something that tells them that they are worth it. Every You're going to make me cry now. That's the truth. And you're, you know, it's, you're, you're right. And I'm, I'm glad you're bringing that up. I just had uh, an experience. I mean, I had it last week was weird. Like, I don't know about you, but last week for me was an unusually weird week. Like where you, last week, everything felt very difficult. And I, I was feeling a lot of triggers basically come up and it was triggers from childhood. It was triggers of conditioning. It was triggered of not feeling good enough. It was all these, these things that that causes us sometimes to take a look, to stop, to care for that inner child. We all have an inner child that is not taken care of. That was, you know, who we are today is based sometimes based on our conditioning. But I think that if women can learn that the part that doesn't cost money is, is acknowledging that they're not their conditioning, that they can be greater, that they can share with the world, that they can embrace themselves and, and step into this role of, and that's where the self-care I think happens too, is we are very tough on ourselves, very, very tough on ourselves. And I can see that in the beauty industry too, we, we're, we can become even more tough and it shouldn't be that way. I think the beauty industry should be about empowering, about empowering us to take better care of our, ourselves so that we can take better care of, of everyone around us and to join hands, to love each other more, to love ourselves more, because that doesn't happen. Beauty does teach you sometimes the opposite, that you're not good enough, that, that, that you're going to be thrown out of the industry if you don't look a certain way, if you, you know, and, and or that you'll be replaced by someone younger. And it's like, once we start operating from fear, you're losing even beauty on the outside. It's, it's insane to me. So it's, it's not, it's definitely, you know what, what I want to share with people too is the inner work is not always the prettiest, right? It's not, it's, it's, it's not, and nobody ever, what would you say to someone who, let's just say, for example, a lot of people don't want to do the work because it's hard. It's hard and it feels hard. Why not just be comfortable doing the same thing you're doing each 
and every day because that other part feels hard. What would you, what would you say to those women? I would say the inner work is exciting. Um, it's exciting when you make a decision that you are going to let go of fear because it's liberating. And I remember, you know, what was life changing for me was stating everything that scared me, you know, whether it was from failure or to my baby leaving me one day or whatever it is that scares you in life and what I was going through at the time. Um, I just admitted those things and put it out there. And I said it to, to God, that's what I believe in. And it was like this weight was lifted off of me and I was no longer operating from fear. I was no longer reactive. I was much more at peace. And that's how you can find confidence, knowing that you are going to take care of you come what may. Um, and I think that's just a really important start. And you brought that up is just letting go of fear. And I think for you, like you mentioned a second ago, is, is it's in those uncomfortable places where you transform. And, you know, I think it's important for women to know that that's where the most beautiful version of yourself exists, is past those challenges. And oftentimes I think, why, you know, and, and tell me whether you agree or not, it's like people feel like they identify with their challenges. They don't want to become their challenges, nor do they want to admit that there's something wrong with them. And it's not about that there's something wrong with you. It's just because you owe it to yourself to be the, the best version and the transformed version. Like, I think that unless you're not, if you're not growing and if you're not being the best part of yourself, like, what is your legacy? You know, like when I think of your legacy, I'm like, okay, she's, she's sharing so much with the world and you're, you're, you're touching women's lives every single day. And that's important. You know, like, I think we have to pay attention to that negative self-talk or that voice inside our head that while you're going to pursue something or if you're going to try something on and if something in your head tells you that's not for me or I can't do that or I don't look like that, you need to just stop and say, where did you get that idea? Okay. Did you get that because of something you saw? Did you get that because of how someone made you feel? Did you get that idea because somebody said something to you and then say, okay, you're all liars. Okay. Here I am and I can do whatever I want. And, um, that's what we need to empower women to do is pay attention to those thoughts in their, in their mind. That's what they're unlearning, unlearning that negative self-talk and, and cheer them on, cheer each other on, cheer yourself on, celebrate you. You are here. You did it. You can do it. You can be it. I love starting my Saturday this way. <laughs> Yay! I'm like I'm really warm. I'm still cold. <laughs> you're bringing light. That I'm, get, <laughs> I'm sending you some light into Chicago. Although I know you don't need it because your inner light is so powerful and so strong that even in the even in the cold, look at you standing and still like your your well, inner beauty. You know, and that's important to be honest about. We have parts, right? When I was yes. in the cold, I had robes on top of me and, and layers and layers and layers. You couldn't find my face. So, <laughs> um, you know, but it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> you know, what do you, I, I think inner beauty too also photographs better. I hate to say it's true. Inner beauty and outer beauty together photographs well. There's this, you know, there are studies that say, you know, I think if you were to come across somebody who has a certain energy that you're not receiving very well, I think it just says a lot more about what's happening inside someone. And, you know, 
have empathy for, for that because there's going to be moments in our own lives as well where we're going to be feeling a certain way inside and it's going to come out on our face too. And um, therefore, don't take their mistreatment personal, you know. Um, take it as that's where they are today. That's where they are in their journey. This is what's happening inside of them and whatever they want to project this way, you don't have to accept and you can remove yourself from the situation. You know, actually, thank you for saying that. And I think that's, that's another thing that we should challenge ourselves to do as women is, is not to take things personal. Don't ever treat people. Uh, you don't treat people according to who they are. You treat them according to who you are, right? What makes you proud? How, um, how do you want to, what do you want to put out into the universe, right? You have to be mindful of that. However, don't lay down and just take anything from anything. <laughs> that is true. And what I will say too, it's, it's, it's interesting. I feel like 90% of the time when I, I, I catch myself in like wanting to, to say something mean to the person who is nasty and, and I do the reverse, it's interesting how they start to shift too. 90% of the time it works, the other 10%, the person will stay in their misery and that's fine as long as you don't let it touch you and affect you. And, and, and Jen, you're right. A part of self-care sometimes is boundaries, but you don't have to do it in a mean way. You do it in an objective way and you, you have to stand up for who you are sometimes. And that's just how it works, but you're right. It's not about being stepped on. Well, part of self-love and self-care for me was learning to say no more. You're not going to treat me like this anymore. I have the power to change that. I have the power to have my own safe space. This is what's going to happen on my turf at this phase in my life and no more. And so it's important for women to have that. Most of the, the, the mothers that I know that, that are in their 30s and 40s and 50s and what have you is that they're so busy taking care of others. And you're right. They've adopted this role of being a, a mother that they forgot to set boundaries. So it's very powerful to set boundaries so that they can give their most authentic self and they're not draining themselves completely. So that's a perfect time to fill your cups during Mother's Day. Like happy Mother's Day to you. Like I really, I don't know. I for me I'm like, okay, if the right man comes, then then yes, I'll think about a baby and, and I would adopt. But I just I can't imagine I don't know. I can't imagine a baby coming through my body, but I'm sure it's the most magical thing in the world. When you look at your child, you're like, oh my God, I I cre I created this human. It's insane. Yeah. And you know what? I love that you share the perspective of you, you don't know if and when, and you don't know if you want and all of those things. And that's so important to be honest about, you know, you, we all as women have different realities and outcomes in our life and whatever somebody chooses is perfectly great. And, um, I do have those moments every day where I just look at my son and I'm just like, God, like I made you, you know, <laughs> it's, it's really an unbelievable an unbelievable feeling to see that everything that you're pouring into that person is coming out in ways for better and worse, which makes you, you know, stay on your toes. <laughs> you know, Jen, it's weird to think about, but you're probably a mother to mother energy for a lot of people as well in the world. So not just your son, but just in general, it's like, you know, like you're, you're, you're giving and you're nurturing and you're, I don't know. I, I knew there was something about, your energy and your like the, the first time I heard you on on clubhouse or what have you. And then when we started following each other, I was like, she's, she's very special. I think that, I think that a, a lot of women are special, but you, 
you have given a lot of your world and you've taken, you have taken pain and transformed it into something that's so beautiful. And I want to encourage women all over the world to do that is to take your pain and, 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 and don't shit on other people, but just make it so that it's cause we're, you know, it, life is not easy. We're going to have our challenging moments and that's the reality of it. It's, it's, you know, and, and as I said, people look at you and might think that your life is easy. And the same thing with me, they look at my Instagram thing and they're like, she just travels the world and she just has fun. No, I've had a lot of challenges in my life, but I'm so thankful for my challenges. I'm thankful for even your challenges, for you being here today, for you sharing the, your new face app, your new face trace beauty app. What, when are you expecting to launch? Yeah, so, uh, so this, so this month and you know you, you touched on something so important um taking your pain and what do you do with it i think you take your pain and um the thread that i kind of weave through face traces to let women know we see you we hear you we understand you so if you've ever felt any kind of pain or challenge in your life use that to look at other people and and say i understand i i feel you i hear you i know what your concerns are i get it i may not have experienced it in the same way but i know how it feels to go through certain things that evoke a similar feeling and so with face trace i see you i hear you i understand your concerns and i have a solution which is face trace we're going to empower you we're going to give you a tool for your confidence to do, you know, try new things, have fun, and it's going to be convenient, super easy, and super fun um, in this May. Ladies, gentlemen, men, whoever's listening, men actually do listen to my podcast. If you are listening in, she's single. <laughs> <laughs> she's single. Ladies, follow her on Face Trace Beauty on yeah. Instagram. Um, and then how do they contact you? Is there like an email that, or I can leave it in my show notes. We, I, my website, facetracebeauty.com. Um, but if you want to send me a message, you can contact me on Instagram, um, either at mine at Jennifer Christensen or at facetracebeauty. I will get both. And um, I'd love to hear from you. Jen, you were such a, a pleasure to have on the show. Thank you so much for joining us today. I know together we can transcend beauty beyond any trend. So happy Mother's Day to you. Happy Mother's Day to all of you listening in. We love you so much. So remember to take care of yourself and be on the lookout for the latest updates on Face Trace Beauty. 